coming from a newbie to this world, it's difficult to give advice. But the one thing I see is that um, we're much better equipped to do stuff than we sometimes think. We underestimate ourselves, especially as women. Yeah. And <clears throat> actually, just being here is a huge step. And doing it, you find resources and the that sense of empowerment mixed with the rush of endorphins, uh, the stress, the lack of sleep, all of these combined with the beautiful scenery and emotional journey that you are on are irreplaceable. This is Dawn, a very unlikely ultra cyclist, and you're listening to the Just Bikes podcast from The Metal Set. Stay tuned as I'll be chatting with friends and fellow cyclists about all things bikes. That's ultra, adventure, gravel, mountain biking, and all sorts of type two fun. Hello, Dawn here. I hope you're doing well. This is a continuation of our Race Around Rwanda series. As a refresher, the race was a 1,000-kilometer bikepacking race with about 18,000 meters of elevation gain and a lovely 40% off-road, not to be mistaken with gravel. It took place earlier this month. Last year, I did the race and DNF'd at 712 kilometers, and this year, I was back to cover it. Due to tech issues, my daily updates turned into some live coverage, followed by post-race coverage, this episode included. Now, where we left off last time, I was stationed at CP3, ambushing tired cyclists by putting a microphone in their face, asking them what's good. From CP3, we also made our way back to Kigali via CP4, and I think at that stage, everyone was a little over it and just focused on making it back to the finish. So back to the finish line, we went and caught up with all sorts of people about their experience on the race. In this episode, you'll hear from a range of people about their experiences on the race, the good, the bad, the funny. I have one more episode in the series, which will include a very touching conversation with Jenny Tuff about her race experience, as well as the Lantern Rouges, Bartmus and Bartmus about their journey to the finish line and arriving right in the middle of the finisher's party. Absolutely perfect timing. Rest assured that there is some bonus Rwanda content to follow in amongst some other fun episodes that we're putting together. So I'll shut up now so you can enjoy this episode featuring Max Rosenfeld, Ada Zingzao, Mohib Kagli-Dill, Stephanie Daddy, Benjamin Schmitz, Sarah Ruggins, Frederick Monet, and Fabian Warm. Enjoy! So what do you have to say? After we saw the donkey, (laughs) (laughs) just straight to it. No, first of all, tell me your name and where you're from. I'm Max Rosenfeld. Yeah. I'm from Frankfurt, Germany, and I'm 25 years old. And you did this with your brother, right? I did it with my brother, yeah. So last time we saw you guys, you were in the rainforest. Yeah. And then you went on. We had not seen monkeys yet. (laughs) No monkeys, so that's fine. Um. You guys have had some trouble on the race this year, right? Yeah. What happened first? You well, had a good first, sleep. The first challenge was kind of before we even started. When our flight was cancelled. Yeah. And <laughs> they told us eight hours before. 
and then we got a second flight. Uh, uh, they rebooked us, and then for the rebooking, we double checked if they can really take our bikes. And then on the second, when we checked the second time, they said actually no, the bikes don't fit. And then we had to rebook again, and then we flew uh, from Frankfurt to Addis Ababa, Addis Ababa here. Yeah, we, so nothing we, happened. we came here, but it was kind of the first thing that went a little bit sideways. <laughs> And then we had some good days here, uh, didn't really do anything. <laughs> and then the race started and then uh, we had the first flat after 100 kilometers. Yeah. Uh, we fixed it, uh, had a second flat on the day and then, but we made it uh, pretty far, 230 kilometers as we planned. And then on the next day, before we started, we had uh, another flat, another mechanical. And then this whole day was kind of only mechanicals. Then the rear hub of my brother started making funny noises, but we uh, still kind of continued and just ignored the ugly noises. Made it to checkpoint two. And then, oh, am I talking too long? Yeah, no, 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 it's <laughs> And then uh, after checkpoint two, um, he tried to get it fixed by the mechanic there. Yeah. And then the mechanic fixed it overnight, such a legend. Uh, and then next day, after 100 meters, it was the same sound again. <laughs> so uh, I guess the guy thought that he fixed it, but uh, didn't fix it in the end. And then we continued with that uh, for another 80, 90 until, until his wheel started wiggling like so bad that we uh, sent him back. There was uh, We were in Gizengi, the border town to yeah. um, DRC. And then he went back uh, like five hours to Kigali to get a, a new re rear wheel. And then, um, yeah, he came back at one in the night and we went again at 3.30 the next day and tried to make up for the lost time. So had a very, very hard day. Uh, and then went up to this well, what's the, what's the place after checkpoint three? After checkpoint three is a very long, long climb, climb. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, the tough gravel section. We went up there, then when it got dark, but we were kind of still in good spirits. And then on the way down, we had so many flats, and our lights kind of stopped working. And a missing wahoo. And yeah, we lost his wahoo. We lost one of his lights, and we had I think four flats. We were walking a lot. And then we made it um, out of the uh, gravel section. And then uh, we didn't really find a hotel that was close enough for us. Yeah. And then um, it looked like you got off a little off the beaten track a little bit with a hotel on the yeah, when we, you were looking we at the were dots. Yeah, we went far, and we had to walk like a section uh, to the to the hotel. And uh, it was it was sketchy. It was another gravel road and. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't know if that hotel actually existed. Kind of made it through that, and then uh, yesterday or the day after, we uh, started riding. But said we were gonna take a shorter day through the rainforest. Yeah. Rainforest was actually super nice because we met you again. Yeah. And uh, we saw the monkeys that we wanted to see. And baboons. And baboons, the ones with the naked asses. <laughs> uh, we saw a baby baboon or baby monkey. I don't know. Baby, um, baboon is technically also a monkey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not every baboon is a monkey, but every baboon, <laughs> uh, monkey is a baboon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had a short day, and then we ended up at a monastery. At a monastery, 
But it was what happened at this monastery? At this monastery, it was wild seats. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, it was super friendly. It was super, super cheap. They fed us really well. Nice. And we had a good time with uh, Sister Dorothy. Sister. Because she had been to Frankfurt ah. before. So she knew some, knew some German. Yeah, I mean, she could say good morning. Good yeah, evening, yeah. Blah, blah. But... Yeah, she, she, she offered to uh, wash our clothes and oh, make wow, them dry so and clean for the next day. Yeah. But we had to decline. We, we didn't want to bother her. Uh, yeah. And then we, nice. we met the pastor there, or the priest. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <coughs> had a good talk with him. Gave you some divine. <laughs> yeah, he, he wished us luck for the next day, and I guess <laughs> his blessing was a bit shit. Because <laughs> what happened? Because then, we, after good night's sleep and good, good food, <laughs> we went in the morning and had a, like a very scenic, nice end of the uh, morning. We started at 4, then the sun came up, super nice, and we arrived at uh, checkpoint 4. At Doing the Paul Rudd thing. Look at us. <laughs> look, at <laughs> look at us. Look at us. We were replaying the Paul Rudd video <laughs> and then kind of fist bumping that we made it to checkpoint four because we were like, there before there were so many issues that we had. Some I forgot, I forgot a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, had a broken cleat, broken steering, broken, um, how do you change the gears? Shifter. Shifter. Shifters. Yeah, yeah. Cleats. I had to cut open my shoe. <laughs> yeah, it was swollen so bad. Yeah, uh, and then we fist bumped. Said, "Look at us! Who, who would have thought?" And then I went into a pothole. Like not not the moment we fist bumped. That was would have been too stupid. But we, um, yeah, we. I, I went into a pothole, and then my front wheel wheel broke. Oh no! Yeah, and then uh, we tried to get it replaced in Huye. Yeah. And there was no replacement here. Then we called here at Tugenda, and there was also no replacement at Tugenda. And then we said, okay, let's go. Uh, let's try with the broken one. And then, uh, yeah, after five kilometers, we said, that's, that's not really that's safe. Enough. That's not really safe. And, and we decided to withdraw, but we're still kind of in good spirits because we feel like we overcame all of the challenges that yeah. were there for us to solve. And this last one was a little bit about safety. Yeah, of course. The, 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 the physical challenge was not really in the last 160 kilometers. No, you've, that's done already. And we had like 40 hours to spare. Um, so we were pretty sure that we would have made it. And yeah, it was just not meant to happen. Maybe we have to come back next year. You'll just have to come back next year. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's, they always have select one of these... Uh, <sighs> Tragedies, so that people <laughs> come, come back. Huh? <laughs> and then, so yeah. now I'm happy to have a beer. Every Very time, happy. every time we've seen you guys, you've been in tremendously good spirits. Besides, considering, especially considering all of the things that you guys have gone yeah. through, it's one of the benefits of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any moment? Because I wanted to do an episode on everyone, uh, everyone saying the best moments on the race, like the funny things that have happened. What was the funniest thing to happen on the race? Or was there? Oh, the funniest thing. I mean, there's probably many funny things happen on every day, every day, right? Oh. Or the most surprising, funny, unexpected. I mean, sometimes you, f you feel very happy about 
<laughs> like very normal stuff. Yeah. And I'd say a monkey with a blank ass is, is, <laughs> can be pretty nice. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, uh, en enjoy your beer. I will do. We're Thanks. glad to see you back in Kigali safe. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you at the finishes party. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hello. How are you? Hello. Fine. <laughs> I want to start, first of all, tell everyone your name and where you're from. Yeah, uh, my name is Ada. I'm from Sabadell that is close to Barcelona, Catalonia. Lovely. Nice place. That I want to go again. I love Barcelona. I've only been once. Thanks. So, you did the race this year as a pair. Who did you do it with? Sorry. Who did you do the race with as a pair? Oh, with with Santi, with my my partner. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, sometimes we are doing races together okay. because yeah we are right now on holidays yeah. and uh, yeah it's a perfect holidays to ride and discover a new country yeah. riding together a race. I have to say your Instagram account is Ada nonstop and I'm yeah. like you really are because I, <laughs> I couldn't catch up with you and we were in a car. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's be it becomes uh, from a race that I did in 2016. Yeah. That it uh, goes uh, from Madrid to Barcelona. Okay. Yeah, and uh, till that moment, uh, I'm at a non-stop because I was the first woman in finish that race in solo. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, this one you guys did really, really, really well as well. <laughs> How long did it take to finish the race? Um, I can't remember exactly. Three days and 18 hours or something like this. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. This is your first time in Rwanda. Yes. Yeah. And what do you think? Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I like it so much. And yeah, the, the landscapes, the people and yeah, the to, to live uh, the, the, the sunrises. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, are incredible. Spectacular, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, why this race? Why? Because I'm working uh, on summers. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we have, I have all my holidays on January, February. Yeah. Then we were looking for uh, good weather and uh, yeah, we found it and we said, oh, why not? Last year we went to Colombia yeah. to the, uh, for the Transcordilleras, that is another race, this kind of races. And we saw, we found it, and we said, "Oh, Rwanda! It sounds really good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I th I think it's kind of one of those places people don't necessarily yeah. think about for cycling or even to visit. But like, yeah, I think yeah. this race has kind of touched everyone in, yeah, in a certain sure. way, yeah, and the yeah, country yeah. has as well. Yeah. So. I spoke to you right before the race, mm -hmm. <laughs> you and Santi, right before the race, and you said I think you were super excited, oh, you were excited, yeah. and you did, your energy is really infectious and really lovely, Thank and you. Santi said he was nervous, <laughs> talk me through like the first day, how did you guys, like what were your impressions? Oh, yeah, we ride first, um, the, the first part was really good for us, and we had a very good group till the first gravel, yeah. and we were uh, talking with Owen and with Matt, and it was really good. Um, I helped Sarah because uh, she missed a turn, yeah. and Sarah, come on, <laughs> and it was really fun. And then we arrived the, the first gravel section that it was really good for us also. Yeah. But then we take that um, uh, like a hero road, yeah. that it's uh, too flat. Yeah, and for too us, flat. It's too flat. <laughs> you know, we don't like to, we are not road cyclists, yeah, then yeah. that kind of flat it uh, kill us, yeah? Then the, when the climbs uh, started again, yeah, it was, yeah. oh my gosh, I have no legs. But yeah, the CP1 was coming, and there was a, uh, it was a little bit heat that it doesn't help us also. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't help us, but 
yeah, we, we, we reach the CP1 and we eat properly there and then keep going and just keep going. enjoying. How far did you get the first day? We went to the... the, the Biomba. Biomba, yeah. Okay, yeah, amazing. We rest there. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that was a long, that's a long day in the saddle. Yeah, it was, but it's the first one. You are fresh yeah. and you can do that. Yeah. But it was uh, farther than we expected. Yeah, yeah, Our that's idea great. was to, to stop uh, close to the lake, just yeah. 40 k's after the CP1. Yeah, yeah. But we arrived there early and we would say, okay, just keep, keep going. going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. So on these races, anything can happen. Anything does happen. Was there a low point that you guys had at the race? Yep, sorry? A low point. Was there a low oh. point? Uh, I don't know. We don't have, uh, for example, for me, the first night, because we, we, we stopped there in uh, Biamba, Biamba. Yeah. Uh, and we start riding again at 2 o'clock in the morning, more or less. Yeah. And this first descent uh, on the gravel, uh, I, I was just a little bit... Um, um, I, I, I needed to sleep more. Yeah, yeah I yeah. have that feeling because, uh, yeah, I was not proper. It was the first night and my body was not used to, to this, uh, yeah. this, this pace and, yeah, don't be sleeping and this. And it was for me the, the, the worst part. But after that, it was really good. Then the only thing was that um, it was not easy to find um, something to eat easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a little shock, but they have only bananas, but that's really good. Yeah. But um, not too many things. Yeah, some biscuits, but for example, Santi um, cannot eat properly the biscuits. That right. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I can do it, but he, he cannot. And, um, and then we had some storms. Yeah. Two storms that it was good because there was not heat yeah. and it was perfect to climb. But we did the, the two long descents that the 1,000 meters yeah. uh, elevation of descending um, and wet, and it's too tired. Yeah. yeah. And they are technical. And then the, the path gone. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Some we of them are very technical. It, but, <laughs> but it's things happen. Now, speaking of like climbs and descents, I think you're one of two people that I've heard that they say they love the climb up to CP2. Yeah. Which was, it's volcanic rock. Yeah. It's very bumpy. Yeah. It's bumpy and for us it was wet also because yeah. it was raining. But for me it's challenging and it's, it's, it's uh, funny because you have to find the correct way to, 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 pa to pass through it. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's funny. It's not boring. For me, tarmac is boring. For example, the long climb in, into the, 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 forest yeah that long climb that it never ending on the tarmac that is up and down up and down and never ending uh, for me it's too worried and, and the volcanic area was perfect yeah because i was uh, okay uh, what is the, <laughs> the the correct way to pass and for those listening just to clarify you're a mountain biker correct yes yes because <laughs> the other the other woman stephanie who i heard say she loved that climb is also she a mountain biker okay. yeah, yeah yeah i was I was joking that I think this is a, a road race for mountain bikers. Oh, yes. <laughs> and a mountain bike race for road cyclists because yeah. it's somewhere in the middle of all yes, of that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good description, yeah. Um, and talk me through the high point of the race. Wow. It, uh, it's difficult to, to choose one. Yeah. Yeah, for us it was uh, just amazing um, when we uh, leave Biyuma and... Um, that sunrise, it was just perfect because um, suddenly we can see the silhouette of the volcano yeah. just uh, 
behind the, um, the lake with this little island in the middle and it was just amazing with this magic light yeah it was incredible the sunrises yeah. were were fantastic and also see how Randa wakes up yeah that mm -hmm. that 4:30 in the morning starts appearing some Movement. people yeah, in yeah. the middle of nowhere without lights and yeah it's it's incredible yeah. would you do this race again um, I don't know why yeah. not yeah? yeah but we normally change just yeah. to, to to discover another part of the world because the world is uh, big and uh, yeah it really a lot is of, uh, <laughs> things to see there are and what's next for you do you have a race coming up or uh, we have some in mountain biking at home and uh, I'm waiting for my job calendar, then we'll see. It depends on uh, my work. Nice. And what advice would you give to anyone or any women or any men, any go anybody really, mm -hmm. who is thinking about doing this race? Oh, that uh, don't think about that. Come. Just yeah, come. Yeah, yeah because uh, I'm sure that the, the, the country uh, has a, a lot to offer to everybody. And that race is just incredible. And uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure, um, going fast or slow, faster or slower, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, congrats on your finish. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was really lovely to chat with you. Is there anything else you wanted to add that we didn't ask? <laughs> no. Thank you so much. I always and ask that. Sorry for my English. No, voice, your English is great. Oh, my goodness. No. We could try to do this in Spanish, but I don't think you would have the patience for me to do that. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> My name is Mohib. Uh, I'm from Germany. And you did this race as a pair, correct? Yes, we raced together uh, as a pair. My uh, partner, who's apparently not here because he got food poisoning, uh, his name is Lukas. He's also from, he's living in Berlin, Germany, but he's from Austria. Great. So we chatted just now and there's a lot of stuff that happened on the race, but you guys made it. You arrived earlier today. Congrats. I want to know what was some of the best things that happened to you on the race? The most surprising, best, funniest? Well, we've been very unlucky because a bike from Lucas did not arrive. Uh, so he had to rent a mountain bike. So he did race uh, first day with a mountain bike. My bike had issues as well. So first two days we've been very unlucky. But two days later, we got everything back, so everything was again all right. But for us, it was really great to be on the road. We were quite late. Uh, we were way behind our uh, plan. But it was really great to be uh, wandering around, pedaling around uh, Rwanda, uh, seeing the sunset, um, sunrise, waking up early, uh, riding late night. It was really, really a unique experience. I would definitely do this tour again. I was about to say, ask, would you do it again? But of course, you, you just said. Why? How did you come to do the race? Well, I, I always wanted to explore Rwanda. And I saw this, actually, Frank speaking, I saw uh, Race Around Rwanda on Instagram first time last year. I wanted to come last year, but it didn't work out. So this was my first time coming Rwanda, doing this tour. Um, it was a very unique experience. So I wanted to do it, and it was totally worth it. I would definitely do it again. Okay. Thank you. Any um, 
words of advice for anyone who would think about doing it? Well, make sure that you have enough space to pack food in your uh, backpack uh, or luggage uh, and make sure that you hydrate well. Uh, I think that those are two important things. And make sure that you arrive one week before. So if your bike not arrive on time, <laughs> you have time to figure out something else. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, sharing your thoughts and enjoy the finished party. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You too. <laughs> so hello. First of all, tell hey, everyone hi. your name and where you're from. Yes, I'm Stephanie Daddi and I'm from Tuscany, Italy. And you and I chatted a little before the race and you told us this was your first race, correct? That's right. And talk me through because I... Uh, Seeing you out around on the course, uh, I learned a little more that you were this somebody else was planning to do the race and dropped out, and you took their spot. Is that correct? Yes, it landed in my lap. This wonderful <laughs> opportunity to jump into ultra cycling from the deep end because I didn't even own a gravel bike. Um, so a month before the race. Um, my brother suggested, why don't you take our friend's place who can't participate? And I said, well, why not? Didn't take much. And um, I did a couple of long rides, saw that it works, and here I am. Amazing. And how long did it take you to finish the race? I saw you out in the course. You were doing amazing. And it seemed every day I saw you, you were getting faster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall now how many hours exactly it took me to finish. I think it was um, six days. I can't say right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of lost track of time. <laughs> but yes, I did um, improve as the days went by. I understood a little bit better how my body was reacting to all the different problems that came out. Um, small knee injuries and butt problems, hand problems, all of these things that everybody is here familiar with. Yeah. And the body is an amazing machine because it adapted and gave me what I needed, plenty of uh, resources actually, more than I expected. To finish it. Um, so the race, yeah, I mean, just following around the riders this year and people who are listening to this are going to hear this multiple times because it just, I'm so in awe of everyone and what you've accomplished. So many like different conditions on the race as well, from, not only from like a terrain point of view, but also weather. <laughs> if it was like really hot to really cold, um, you know, day and night to, because just driving through some of the sections that I rode in the dark last year, I'm like, wow, this is what it looks like. It's a completely different experience. What was, what was, or did you have a low light on the race? I did at the end of stage of the second to last day on the way to CP4, it was an incredibly long stretch of tarmac and it had already been 200 kilometers and 4,000 high meters, which is more than I've ever, ever done. And I was feeling really tired, lonely, and I missed my kids yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I just yeah. wanted to get to CP4. So I called a friend, got a little care package of TLC and um, let a few tears roll and then got back and kept on pedaling. Oh, good. Feeling much relieved. Yeah. And, um, great, actually. I needed that. Sometimes you do need a release. Yeah, you really go through all the emotions on that. And I, I, it's funny because I haven't asked people like if they cried because I cried a bunch of times on every race really? that I'm on. Yeah, okay. letting it out, I just think getting... 
you know, you've pent up emotions, you're trying to hold it in, and then it's all of a sudden you can't anymore. And the beauty is that you can really let it out when there's nobody around, <laughs> yeah. you're on a bike, you can scream your lungs out if you want. Yeah. Now, these races, everyone always talks about the low light, and I wonder, or, you know, all the bad stuff that happens between mechanicals, stomach issues, whatever, um, bad weather. What was the highlight, though, of the race for you? Was there a highlight? Yes, there was more than one. And actually, what you mentioned, what you say are bad things are, for me, highlights because you get to fix problems and feel even better about yourself. And the point of self-supported races is to be self-reliant as yeah. well, and I like that a lot. Yeah. So those bad points have been uh, chances to be, um, to figure things out. The high point, the just fun Adrenaline for me were the lava rocks, but we yeah. already talked about that. <laughs> you and Ada have said that they love yeah. that she loved that section as well. And you're both mountain bikers. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so funny because everyone else came in to CP2 after doing that section. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't, didn't like it. And yeah, because it's, I don't know if people listening, like if you've if you've ridden on volcanic rock, I don't know how to describe it even. They're beautiful. They're, they're grippy and they're, they don't move. <laughs> and they just very rocky. Yeah. yeah, and you loved it. That's so funny. Yeah. Actually, on that point as well, because I saw you at CP3 and you had asked somebody, like you're a proficient mountain biker and you're very good at mechanics. <laughs> you would ask somebody there if oh can you look at my brake pads yeah and this person you know i forget who it was but they said i can't replace my pressure you look no i can replace them i just want you to look at them get an opinion on them yeah yeah, yeah that's and i was amazed uh, surprised because for me it's basic mechanic knowledge is yeah i mean when it comes to mechanics you'd be really surprised stephanie that a lot of people don't actually know <laughs> myself included some of those things about mechanics which i need to get better at it's a focus area yeah it's it's good to have that under your belt and to know how to do these things without having to ask all yeah, yeah yeah and i think particularly for a race like this because there are so many variables you meet you feel way more confident if you're proficient in mechanics i imagine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm glad i didn't have any big mechanics problems yeah. because then I didn't have to really did you replace the brake pads at all or no no I took them all out looked oh, at them right. yeah and they were fine uh, cleaned them a bit and put them back in oh good excellent yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of Rwanda did it meet your expectations did you have any expectations like before coming here about what to, as, what, what to expect uh, as I signed up only a month before the race I didn't have time to really prepare mm. my mind for Rwanda so it was a big surprise factor which kept me actually moving um, in a distracted way yeah. from the pain, which is great. Um, so my expectations were more than met that I, since I didn't have those. I had been to similar countries and it felt familiar yeah. in some ways because certain things are transversal around the world. Yeah, yeah. From the children and the streets and the dirty latrines and <laughs> and the beautiful jungles yeah yeah, yeah 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 i mean it was so funny a couple of people had said coming into cp3 in kibuya it was like this kind of looks like lake garda coming in here that's true yeah it's now, absolutely lake kivu they it made me feel like i was on holiday for yeah a moment. and yeah. then it's like no you have to climb now 20 kilometers yeah <laughs> get to work um what advice would you give to any other women or anyone who was thinking about doing this race Practical or just like overall kind of advice? Um, well, coming from a newbie to this world, it's difficult to give advice. But the one thing I see is that 
um, we're much better equipped to do stuff than we sometimes think. We underestimate ourselves, especially as women. Yeah. And <clears throat> actually, just being here is a huge step. And doing it, you find resources and the that sense of empowerment mixed with the rush of endorphins, uh, the stress, the lack of sleep, all of these combined with the beautiful scenery and emotional journey that you are on are irreplaceable. Yeah. So there's, what advice can I give? Everybody has their own journey to yeah. into these kind of ex events. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's so true. I think a lot of people kind of look at these types of races and think, oh, maybe I can't do it, but you're really so much more capable than what you think. And just seeing all the people here, you know, people all different walks of life, different ages, and, you know, yeah. everyone's had an adventure. And it's a beautiful bunch of people. Yeah. I can't wait to get out there and uh, get to know them now. Oh, good. Well, what's next for you? Are there any other races on the calendar? or? I was talking about that with uh, my brother Tom, who was also in the race. Yeah. Um, there are so many races out there and so many great locations. And we were actually just talking about how to get back to Rwanda without the bikes. Yeah. But with um, family. Yeah. Um, Cuba, our friend is organizing one there. Could be an option. But to get away for 10 days and do a race is huge. Yeah. And I experience Rwanda as once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. I don't know if I can manage this. Um, to come back. So yeah. It, yeah. To come back to Rwanda, I don't. I don't know if I would for yeah. a race, but any other location would take a lot of preparation. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. There, so. Yeah, it does take a lot. I mean, you live in a pretty magical place <laughs> in the world as well. <laughs> yeah, actually, in a, in a month or two, there's the Tuscany Trail with thousands of people participating in yeah. this event. So that's when the cycling comes to me and I don't have to go very far. Yeah. Um, on the race, too, just some fun stuff. Like, were you able to get good snacks on the race? Lovely snacks prepared by my brother's wife. Ah. Made uh, energy bars. Oh, nice! They were excellent. So that was the best. Um, I you tried once to buy stuff in a shop, and I just didn't purchase anything. Yeah. But the buffets, the the beans and the rice, great. Yeah. Just farting all the way up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> no one around. <laughs> <laughs> having these moments <laughs> so, and then the checkpoints was there any checkpoint that stood out for you um, no 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 not all really checkpoints no they were all different but yeah. I, I got to the checkpoints I was so exhausted that I just needed to yeah, yeah, yeah. eat sleep and repeat <laughs> yeah and there's all lovely lovely volunteers at all of the checkpoints yes taking the, care the of hug, everyone. that's what stood out to me the hugs that i got at checkpoint Aww. one made my day and yeah. i was like these people are hugging me i'm stinky <laughs> they were so sweet yeah. yeah excellent well thank you so much for chatting with me is there anything else you want to add about the race or about the experience that you want anyone to know i'm very grateful to everybody who has allowed me to get away and be here all the people at home who are picking up the loose ends that I've left. So this thankfulness goes out to them. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Well, I hope to see you again soon. Yeah, me yeah. too. Thanks, Don. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, I'm Benjamin. I'm from Belgium, living in uh, south of France now. Oh, lovely. 
my guy is taking some picture of us. <laughs> That's okay. We'll ignore him. <laughs> so tell me, yeah. on Race Around Rwanda, everyone always talks about the bad stuff. But yeah. tell me what's the best thing to happen to you on this race. I think it's not so funny, but I was starving, arriving in Gizeni city. Yes. So I just wanted to hit just next to the lake because it was my first time uh, there next to the lake Kivu. So I stopped in a restaurant and it was so cheap that I, I thought it was some sides. So I ordered three things. It was French fries, pizza margarita and some rice. But he brought me three full plates, <laughs> one full of French fries, maybe three, 300 grams of rices, and a, a big pizza margarita. But the thing is, it was that I had everything. <laughs> and they, they were just looking at me, what is this guy? <laughs> why, why is he eating so much? It was crazy, but uh, I explained them uh, what I did. And they were really interested in in the west or Rwanda, yeah, we yeah. checked the the track, you know, together, and it was really nice moment. Yes. Nice moment. Did you eat it all? Yes. And tell but me. But then uh. I was I was climbing and riding for more than half a day without any need of more sugar, you know. Mm. So I think it was it's quite a good thing because I could focus and go until the night without uh, starving anymore. <laughs> and tell me, out of the four checkpoints, which one was the best checkpoint? CP3 was the best. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Why? Because of, of the view on the lake, yes. Yeah. But I, I didn't sleep there. It, the thing is, well, at CP3, maybe it was the CP I was stopping the less. So just taking picture, eating, and I go away. Which one was the worst checkpoint? CP4. <laughs> I planned I planned to sleep, just ask for a bedroom. Yeah. But I arrived in the bedroom. I didn't even take took a shower. Just lay down one hour. Okay, I have to go. And that was a good thing because I did the whole night after. So. I think it's also a good thing because I've heard there was no hot, no water at all at the hotel on CP4. I don't know. I asked for, for coffee. They, they told me it's 20 minutes, so I didn't drink any coffee. You didn't more. stay around. What would you tell anyone thinking of coming to do the race? Uh, I would tell you, you should come with a very good training, but not only physically. I would say to be ready mentally because it's a big challenge yes you don't have to underestimate it's not common gravel like in europe it's very terrible trucks with big rocks so don't be afraid but be prepared to go slow and to enjoy yes that's the most important you you don't have to come here to race that's a big mistake you have to come here to enjoy Rwanda, to enjoy Africa, and so everything will be wonderful, I think. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. It was nice. So, hello, everyone. I'm here with Dr. Sarah. <laughs> I'm back. Episode one of the Just Bikes podcast guest. And we're here at the finishers party for Race Around Rwanda. But I have to say, Sarah and I, I don't know if she'll agree, but we're here for the vibes this year. 
Yeah, the race did not go exactly as planned, but I'm delighted that you were here as well, Dawn, because we could just join each other on the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk us through what happened. I mean, you initially were going to do this as a pair and you started the race solo. Yeah, lots has happened in the last few days. So I was starting as a pair. Um, my teammate, unfortunately, had to scratch a few days before the event. So I had to prepare to race solo. I was at the start line. Um, everything was going according to plan. And I made it 110 kilometers into the race before I had to scratch mm. in a very anticlimactic way. <laughs> Tell us what happened. Yeah, so I started the race and I was feeling strong. Um, I quickly became a little bit flat. Um, and when I tried to refuel around 60 kilometers, I found I just couldn't eat. Mm. Um, nothing was sitting well. And then about 15 minutes later, um, my stomach started boiling and it was at that point I knew I probably had food poisoning, the infamous bug that everybody tries to avoid. Yeah, quite a few people have had it. I mean, look, it happened last year as well. It's certainly not unique. <laughs> I thought I had prepared as much as I could. I had a very bland, very safe dinner. Uh, same with breakfast. And then, yeah, like clockwork, three and a half, four hours into the event. Um, I don't know how much detail I can give, but um, we'll just say things went south literally very quickly. Um, and the thing I found about cycling in Rwanda, even rurally, um, there's not a lot of privacy. So um, things happened publicly that shouldn't usually be public. <laughs> They'll remember you in that village. <laughs> I feel like I've probably damaged a few childhoods um, based on what some of the children may have seen. Um, and that was that was the first part when things went south. I made it about maybe another 40 kilometers down the road. I was like, maybe it's out of my system. And then I had to stop again. And that's when I found you guys. Yeah. Dawn. And we just went back by chance, actually, because we were looking for a washroom. <laughs> We were looking for a coffee place and a washroom. So, yeah. And then you found me. So everyone listening, when Dawn rocked up, I was pretty much on all fours on the side of the road, throwing up uncontrollably. Um, and it didn't really stop for a while. <laughs> you had to rescue me. And for that, I will be forever grateful. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, look, we were happy too. <laughs> But I was like, reporting around Rwanda is turned into recovery around Rwanda. And anyone who listened to day one knows that. So it was totally fine. Um, but you, I mean, you spent the next couple of days. We saw each other on the road a lot because yeah. both of us were kind of, I guess, in reporting capacities. You were helping James, who was here taking photos. Yes. And I was here trying to do this podcast, which I was... Un didn't successfully do daily, but hopefully make up for it with these episodes now. But talk me through, you know, you're at the checkpoints, seen each other. Yeah. Talk me through your impressions of the race from the other side. Yeah, it was amazing. So I'm, for everyone listening, I'm quite new to cycling. Um, I bought my first bike, actually, it was probably a year ago now. And my only experience to date in a race was the Transcontinental Number no. 9 last year. So the race around Rwanda was really like my first, um, I guess, shorter ultra endurance race. And I was really nervous beforehand, but I think seeing it from the other side was actually incredibly powerful um, and helped educate me quite a bit on the variety of approaches, the variety of emotions, and also just really helping me understand that it's all, it's all normal and everyone races their own race. Yeah. 
I, I really, I mean, for me, I was just chatting with another photographers as well. It was so nice to see the other side of it. Yeah. And I'm just completely in awe of everyone that's done this race because it is tough. It is a tough, tough race. And as you know, your case points, there's many variables always and more. I, th I think on any ultra cycling race or bikepacking race, there's many, many variables, things that can go wrong. Um, I think in Rwanda, maybe there's more few additional, yeah, a few additional like weather. Everyone's kind of every year I've known it. People have had a few people have had stomach bugs, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm completely amazed that I actually did this last year to to some point anyways i didn't finish it but yeah it's incredible and i think what this has taught me is that this race humbles you no matter what your background is so unfortunately i got humbled through a stomach bug um very publicly on the side of the road but i think everybody that i saw going through the control points male female experienced inexperienced doesn't matter all got humbled in a different way and I think that's the beauty of it. While it's a very difficult and challenging race, there was people here with very little experience who got through it. And I think what I really took away from this is you have to go in your own time yeah. and not panic and not put pressure on yourself. Walk your bike if you have to. Stay a night at a checkpoint if you have to. And um, just taking it one day, one hour at a time is what's going to make you successful in this race. Yeah, I agree. And I mean... It's your first time in Rwanda as well, right? Yeah. What do you think? I love it. I'm in love with this country. Um, I have never experienced such a proactively helpful group of people, yeah. no matter where I was in the country. I was in some very compromised positions, you guys, before Dawn even came and found me on the side of the road. Um, and the locals, even though there was a massive language barrier in areas, like could not do enough to help me. Um, and it was incredible and I can never repay them for their kindness. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to come back to this country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is my second time now and it's just so beautiful. And as you said, people are so kind and nice and helpful. And <clears throat> I know I said, you know, the kids last year <laughs> for me, I was having a sense of humor loss on numerous times yeah. with the children, but they are so sweet and so happy to see you as well. And it's really like, I don't know, it's just a really beautiful, I feel like this race is full of beautiful moments and beautiful experiences that I think a lot of people here and I certainly, um, myself included with last year, can't really put into words or describe accurately. That's, that's exactly it. And even though my race only lasted four hours, I think I made it 110 kilometers in. Um, even the experience I had in those in those four hours and even being ill and being reliant on locals for a few days after yeah. um, until I caught up with James and, and some of the media guys um, was just incredible. And I'll have those to hang on to. So yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you? You're tra you're back to training now for the transcontinental. Yeah, yeah. So I'm right back into training. Um, yeah, as soon as I touch down in the UK tomorrow, I'll be on the bike. Um, my next race and only race is is the transcontinental this year, number ten. Uh, I am entered as a pair again, and really feeling motivated off the back of seeing everyone's performances in this event. How difficult it was. It's given me a renewed sense of optimism, I mm -hmm. think, and purpose. Yeah. 
seeing people's stories and what they've persevered through in this. So I can't wait to get to work and hopefully put up a good show for TCR number 10. Yeah, uh, we're excited to follow you. And we'll probably see each other in June, I hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm Frédéric Monet. I'm uh, from Belgium. The most, uh, several moments, but if I had to choose one, I would choose the moment I was really starving, really starving. And I've met a farmer on the, on the route with some goats and he had, he had some milk with him. And I, I asked him to refill my bottle with this milk and I drink the, 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 the milk was perfectly fine. Uh, I look perfectly fine now, at, at least I'm trying. But to eat it, to have something, that's really something that I would never do that before. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy to, to, that's the moment I would remember probably the whole of my life, yeah. Do you remember what day that was or where it was on the race? Sorry? What day it was or where on the uh, race? I think it was day number three. Uh, number, three. number three, yeah. So you've never ever had a, on another race a farmer come and give you milk? <laughs> Definitely, no. <laughs> and have you ever, is this your first race or have you done any other races? No, I've done a multiple races, uh, mainly in Europe, uh, biking man series. I've done uh, six biking man series. Okay. Um, so I'm more used to, to do a road uh, instead of gravel. Yeah. I was a bit, a bit surprised here with the, with the gravel section yeah. uh, and the amount of gravel section. But uh, yes, I'm doing uh, some, uh, some ultra race. And um, what was the most surprising thing about Rwanda? What did you think? What like what did you? What was your expectation? And what uh, and what happened? Like, huh. um, I did my research about Rwanda before coming here, like um, probably most everyone, but I didn't expect so much nature, so much greenness, so much cleanness, so much. Yeah, I was so stunning about the the the, 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 the nature, the park, the, uh, the, the yeah, the, the wild, the wildlife, uh, yeah, way beyond that was I was expecting. And what advice would you give to anyone thinking of doing the race? Don't be scared, just do it. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Fabian from Germany. Um, and the uh, funny thing was in the rainforest when I saw a truck, a uh, red big truck. Uh, it stays on, a, on the top of a mountain and the truck was uh, directly from my hometown. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, super weird to see a truck from your hometown in the middle of a rainforest in Rwanda. Yeah, and the best thing in terms of the people was maybe when I uh, started to climb on the tarmac road and it started to rain, the um, people waved to me, I should go under the roof and the um, kids were also there, they started to cry and a man gave me his hand and the kids staring at it and uh, we touched our hands and they well, oh what happened here, it was a totally different world and uh, after that I gave the children my hand and they touched it, it was Super nice, this experience. Would you do this race again? Yes, I would. Not, not next year, because uh, the, the country changed uh, very fast. So, uh, But in two years, I think there will be some new gravel sections or uh, some new tarmac roads. I don't know. I think it will be nice. 
What's the most surprising thing about the race? About the race or about, or about the country? The country, <laughs> the race, what's the most surprising thing you took away from the race? Mm. I know, now I know why the rainforest is called the rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want people to know about the race or the country? Uh, come to Rwanda and enjoy the whole country and explore. If you like this episode, why not give us a little kudos? Five stars only, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening.